Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard Kim here with Joey Wensler, and today I've had a pretty exciting morning. I headed over to a new restaurant called Daybird over in Los Angeles, ran by top chef Mei Lin, and had one of the most amazing chicken sandwiches ever. Uh, it's a Szechuan style, and it's absolutely amazing, so if you're in L.A., go check it out. Uh, but today I wanted to introduce our guest, Joey Wensler. Uh, Joey, would you like to take a moment to introduce yourself and tell people who you are? Hey, what's going on, Leonard? It's a pleasure to be with you and your audience today, first of all. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, so, man, I, what don't I do, right? I wear many hats. I do have a big head. It's always been too big for most fitted hats. Uh, but, you know, first and foremost, I am a husband. I'm a father. I am an employee. I am a servant. I am a leader. I am a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, but most of all, right now in this moment, I am very thankful and intentional about this time with you and the ability to share our wisdom, knowledge, and optimism about the future. So thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's a pleasure to really have you on the show today. Uh, and there's a lot of different things that we could be covering. Uh, the show's called Grow Your Influence Street, so mostly it's about like personal branding and kind of moving your way up. Uh, you probably had a pretty long career and kind of moved yourself up to a pre- pretty powerful place in life. Um, do you want to kind of chat about that journey a bit? Yeah, I would say, you know, there's a lot of different compartments in life, right? We can find success uh, based on our definition of it in a myriad of different areas. So whether we're talking professional success, personal success, family success, financial, and so on, I think we can go a number of different ways for this conversation. But for the sake of growing an influence tree, we're most likely talking about a professional scenario. So professional success for me has been really a lot of ups and downs, you know, um, high moments, low moments, in-betweens, the plateaus, the valleys, you name it, I've been there. In the media industry, as you know, Leonard, can be very, very difficult to be sustainable, especially in the same market. I was blessed with the opportunity to work for a huge media conglomerate in Atlanta, Georgia, for about seven years. I did a number of things in front of the scenes, behind the scenes. Um, I cleaned the scenes, everything. So all of these experiences and opportunities really leveraged to my growth in the professional realm. But it didn't start there. It started with more humble beginnings. I remember my first job was actually in fast food. And that is a pretty tough job to be in, especially at 16 pretty backbreaking, but there are a number of lessons that I've taken from every career path that I've taken. And to those listening to this that may be thinking, you know, I am where I am, but it's not where I want to be. That's the best place to be because that's a level of awareness of your goals, your dreams, and putting them together with an optimistic outlook. And that's so critical nowadays to have. 
with the things that we are being bombarded with on a daily basis, it's so important to find ourselves grounded in that which keeps us strong, motivated, and humble at the same time. Of course. So throughout your journey, I mean, you talked a little bit about moving from fast food into the uh, world of media for about seven years. Exactly uh, what uh, were you doing at that company? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we went from fast food. I worked in retail. I worked in restaurants. Uh, I worked for a music store. I've pretty much done everything, side hustle, side gigs, uh, all kind of collecting different skill sets along the way. Eventually, I found myself, you know, thinking about just being a career bartender. And while it has its lure of quick cash and a pretty tax-free living, because most of the revenue you make is off of cash tips and gratuity, I thought to myself, is this something that perhaps I'm in a situation where I'm comfortable? And this is something that I always talk to people about when they ask, is the dangers of comfort. Because although we seek comfort, we seek the nice car, the comfy couch, and, you know, the soft shirt, these things can have their place in our lives. But if the goal is comfort, growth is at stake. So for me, I came to a place where I knew I had to get out of this comfort zone to really grow. I went back to college. I decided I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, but I knew it was in the communication field. So I pursued a liberal arts degree at Kennesaw State University in Atlanta, Georgia, or just outside thereof. Got my degree and earned an internship at a local sports station. That was another experience. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And it was just another experience that helped shape me as a future employee, but also as a future producer and show host. And that kind of fast forwards me a bit to my time at Salem Media Group in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm, I was so thankful to earn an opportunity there through part-time work that turned into semi-full-time work, which turned into full-time, which, you know, as you know, turns into overtime work. And it was one of the most tremendous experiences of my life. I got to work with a number of different personalities from all walks of life, with all beliefs, political beliefs, uh, backgrounds, preferences, you name it. And that kind of diversity also is something that I always encourage people to pursue, not only in their interests, whether it be reading from different authors, listening to different music, watching different films and cinema from, you know, different artists from different places, but also, you know, in our relationships, our interpersonal relationships. And although we find ourselves in a very challenging dilemma now with everything going virtual, there's really still no excuse for not knowing who you need to know to succeed. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate more on that? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, to me, It's always been about who I've known. You know, we can read as many books as the day affords, but the relationships that we nurture, even when we're in good places in life, those are the things that come back to benefit us the most. In my belief, not only on this side of time, but on the next side of time as well. And so these natured relationships can really come back to benefit us in the long run, if we nurture them along the way. It's no different than in a family scenario. 
You know, it's uh, easy to fall out of touch with our parents when we get a little older because we're busy. We get married. We find a spouse. Then we have a couple kids. The weekends are our only time. Before you know it, it's Monday morning again. And here we are right back at it. So I would encourage everybody listening to take the time to spend and nurture those relationships, even with the nuclear family that we've been separated from as of late. And uh, to not forget that one day we will wake up and those people that we've always thought will be there won't be there. So I would definitely encourage people to take the time to find the time because we all have it. We just make time for what we care about to reach out to people professionally, but also personally. Yeah, I feel that. Like with someone who's been connected to a lot of people in life, I feel that those people connections have really been like one of the driving factors to really just the success in my life. And also connecting with the people who I care about the most, it really connects and kind of like leverages it all back together and creates more of a balance. Have you found something similar for yourself? Yeah. I mean, balance again, I think that's different for different people. You know, we all have different body types, you know, different personalities. So it's hard to say that, you know, my balance is the same for Leonard's balance. And because of that, I think that's a, a personal mission is finding that balance, finding not only on the simple things as in our diets, our exercise regimens, but also in our personal lives. You know, as we blossom as individuals and, and grow ourselves through relationships, building families, whether, you know, having kids through relationships or adopting children, those additions to the family can really add an element of joy, but also at the same time, it can add an element of stress. So I think it's about knowing yourself enough to know that you need a break and you need a second to ask your significant other to watch the kids, to go downstairs and stand out on the deck for 30 seconds, get a couple deep breaths in and then head back upstairs and back into the grind. I think a lot of we found ourselves in these positions now where we've all been placed in this scenario that none of us intended to be in. And so because of that, it, it adds a level of complication that none of us were prepared for. And I think as a society speaking generally, I think we've handled it absolute, like absolute rock stars. And, um, you know, with the exception of a, a few crazy things happening right now out and about, I think we're doing all right. And, uh, it's, it makes me optimistic about the next several years, and it also makes me optimistic about my children's future as well. So that's a great place to be in mentally and spiritually. Yeah, of course, absolutely, and that's a really solid place to be, especially since you're working with your family and in the work life as well. Um, how do you really uh, go out there and really balance that all together to make it really work so well? I think it's an everyday thing. And I took me a long time to learn this and I'm still learning it that it's all about the day-to-day practices that shape who we are year by year. And what I mean by that is it's small, subtle things that shape us and make us who we are. Because of that, it kind of leads me to believe that it's about what I do every day or don't do every day that feeds the individual who I'll end up being because what we feed expands. So if I'm feeding myself the right things, both, you know, physically and emotionally, mentally, spiritually, 
then I'm going to grow and I'm going to look good and feel good. And the inverse is true as well. You know, if I'm feeding myself bad things, then the outcome will mirror that. And yeah, so I, I think it that. also brings us. Um, yeah. One of the things that you mentioned is like feeding yourself the right things. What, what have kind of been the right things for yourself? Yeah, just for me personally. And again, your mileage may vary. It's just been finding the right foundation. Uh, for me, it's just the truth found in scripture. Uh, for you, it may be something different, but I found personal freedom and liberty in service to that word. And, yeah. you know, I, I mess up a lot, you know, I'm a knucklehead, but at the end of the day, I know who I am in Christ and I know who he sees me as when he looks at me. Cause I think that when God looks at this guy right here and when he looks at you, he sees his son if we're bought by the blood. And I think that that decision is a game changer. It kind of goes back to our earlier conversation on relationships. It's that on this side of time, making the right decisions and choosing your, our, our allies and our friends and our God, so to speak, is super important because it shapes the other side of time. And yeah. uh, for me, yeah. that's something that I've, I've leaned on heavily. Nice. Are, are there some passages in scripture that have really stuck out to you that have kind of reshaped who you are to who you are now? Yeah, I think it really, for me, comes back down to Romans 8. And um, it's just such a powerful chapter about the differences in who I am when I try to be who I think God wants me to be. And it's, it kind of reminds me of our nowadays influencer on Instagram, right? I can liken it to that for the kids listening. Um, so it looks good, right? The lighting is good. The filter is good man, I'm, they look happy, they look put together, everything looks great, but there might not be something 100% right, and there might be something missing there. And for me, in my own personal walk and journey, I felt as if when I try to measure up to the standard of God's will for my life, it inevitably leads me to disappointment, anger, and a level of bitterness for others and myself that I just decided not to live in anymore. And I truly decided to say, you know what? I'm taking you at your word, God, Daddy, Abba, Father. And I believe that you can do in me what your word says it can do. And I'm tired of trying. I'm literally exhausted because Every time I try and live this right, I end up in a worse place than I did before. And so when we look at some of the people that we read about in Scripture, we are them. We're just a couple thousand years later. Those people that we read about are different in very subtle ways, but generally speaking, we have the same weaknesses, the same strengths. Um, and I think there's power in that. And I think that if we can find ourselves in the stories, it makes the stories come alive because it is life. There's life in that word. And although I don't understand it completely, and it is a mystery to a large extent, it makes me smile because although I don't understand it all, 
I find joy and peace when I pursue his presence in my life. And that's all I can really ask for. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I've also personally found myself in a lot of passages in Scripture where I'm like, huh, this person's pretty similar to me, but in different ways. Such as like with Gideon, like he kind of was like portrayed as being like a coward in the Bible. I see myself kind of being like a coward. <laughs> uh, with like Job, like uh, he went out there and he amassed a lot of success and then had it... Uh, and it was lost for a while, and he had to, like, wonder what was going on in life. I've seen that kind of happen, too, where I've kind of been, like, clueless and walked around and didn't really know what I was doing. Um, what are some of the characters that you most relate to? I think that we find ourselves relating to almost everybody at some point in time or through some specific scenario, right? You know, sometimes we feel like we're on top of the mountain, and we're, we're living the right way and everything's going good. And we got the, we got what we wanted, right? Our, our prayers have been answered, so to speak. Uh, but something I found also is that sometimes the best answer to prayer is no, or not right now, or check back later, because I have something better for you. Though you don't think you can see it right now because you can't, you need to trust me. It reminds me of this picture that I saw that was, you know, it was great for the layman such as me. And it was a picture of Jesus and he has one of his daughters standing by him and he has his hand out and he's asking for this bear that's in her hand, really cute, adorable bear for her. This is her life. This little bear is everything that she knows, treasures and loves. After all, children depend on Christmas and birthdays for any kind of, you know, personal gain you know they don't they can't go out and buy their own bear he wanted her to turn in that bear for what was behind his back and what was behind his back was just amazing it was so much better and bigger and prettier and bolder and everything that she would absolutely love if she would trust enough to surrender what she had to him and i think that that's ultimately the lesson and the rub and the tension that believers find ourselves in because ultimately what he came to do was that, which we can't do, which is be the live the life. Right. And I think living the life is impossible unless we live in that surrender, you know, and if that bear looks like a relationship, if that bear looks like, you know, a habit, if that bear looks like something that we know that we're doing that we think to ourselves, like, I know this is wrong, but we find ways to justify it. And we end up tricking ourselves into thinking that we're doing better than the people down the street, so to speak. And it's easy to fall in that trap. And um, I, I would, if, if anybody's listening, I would definitely never, ever fall in the pit of comparison because it's a never ending abyss and it leads to nowhere. But I think ultimately the ultimate issue for many of the characters we see ourselves as being is surrender and sacrifice. Um, I think we're all called to do it in some way, but it looks different for different people. 
Yeah, it definitely does. And I do appreciate a lot of the insights that you've uh, been able to share with us, Joey. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing all of your insights with us. Uh, Joey Wensler here and Leonard Cham. Uh, Joey, any final words? No, I just really appreciate you, Leonard, and I appreciate everybody listening. I hope that everybody has an amazing month ahead and take care. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.